Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. It's so lovely to have your company this week. Before I introduce today's special guest, I want to quickly take a moment to thank the listeners who've reviewed the show. I so enjoy reading your feedback and would like to encourage you all to subscribe to The Ghost Files and leave us a review as that helps more listeners discover the show. Thank you. This is where it gets a bit strange. A lady, we've never seen her before, and all she said to Holly was, I need to talk to the lady with the pink hair. She was a psychic medium. And she said, you have to tell this mum, thank you for the flowers that went on her coffin. You're listening to The Ghost Files, the podcast where everyday people share their extraordinary stories about the spirit world. My name is Karina Machado. I'm a journalist who spent more than a decade sharing stories about the spirit world through my books, Spirit Sisters, Where Spirits Dwell and Love Never Dies, as well as my podcasts, Spirit Sisters and now The Ghost Files. My guest today is Kelly Jo Hoffman, a mum of four from the north coast of New South Wales. Kelly Jo reached out to me with a story that she said sounded, quote-unquote, unbelievable, and yet it happened. It's a story about what unfolded after Kelly Jo decided to dye her hair pink to support the cause of a baby girl battling a rare disorder. As Kelly Jo points out, she had no prior knowledge of the baby or her family. They were strangers which made it all the more astonishing given the bizarre turn of events which unfolded one afternoon when Kelly Jo decided to visit a friend. You won't soon forget this sad, beautiful and heartwarming story that reminds us of the death-defying power of love. Hi Kelly Jo, welcome to The Ghost Files. Hi, Karina. Thank you for inviting me to be part of the fantastic podcast you've got going. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. And thank you for reaching out with what I think is an absolutely extraordinary story and like nothing we've actually had on the Ghost Files yet. So thank you. No worries. (laughs) All right. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a mother of four. I have four kids ranging from five to 11. I live on the mid-north coast, New South Wales. Well, you're pretty busy. You've got four small children. My gosh, I don't know how you do that, Kelly Joe. Good on you. <laughs> Thank you. My two are grown up and that's sufficient. <laughs> okay. Now, let's please take us back to 2011 and the day that you were scrolling through Facebook and you came across a cause that touched your heart. Well, in 2011, I was in a, a pretty dark spot in my life. I was in a toxic relationship with my partner and I started to struggle with day-to-day activities and I was just starting to explore spirituality and sort of what's out there and what there's more to this life and what it might be. And I was flicking through Facebook and I saw a post that a friend put up and for some reason I'd never decided to contribute to anything like that in my life before, but I just thought this is very important to me. Mm. And what was that post? It was for childhood cancer. Um, in the post, the baby was diagnosed at two weeks old with a rare brain tumour. 
She'd been given a day to live, but oh. she ended up lasting nine more days. Oh, bless her. And it just it just pulled at my heartstrings and I couldn't imagine a pain like that at all. Yes. So this was a Facebook cause to raise money for this baby. Yes, to raise not for the baby itself but for a cure yes. for childhood cancer. Okay, and raising awareness of this, yes, of the cancer. Yeah. So, so you saw that and you decided to contribute some funds or contribute your time. What, what did you decide to do? What it was was um, they were asking people to dye their hair bright pink for awareness and raise some funds as in sort of some friends of mine would donate to sort of like Shave for a Cure. Oh, yes, okay. Don't donate to dye your hair and then all monies raised would go to the Cancer Institute. So you did this and then you just went about your normal life? Yeah, I just I spent a couple of weeks because I had really, really dark hair. Spent a couple of weeks going to hairdressers because it, it's a process. Yeah. You've got to you bleach it and then you've got to start with the colouring process and I don't know. I'm not a hairdresser but... <laughs> Okay, and then you decided, I know, to go and visit a friend. How long after you had come across the Facebook post was this visit to your friend? Oh, I'd I'd say maybe two months. So tell us about what happened at your friend's house. Yeah, we were just chatting. The kids were having a great time. Um, we were just talking and then there was a knock at the door. This is where it gets a bit strange. Um, it was a stranger a lady that we've never seen her before. And all she said to Holly was, I need to talk to the lady with the pink hair. And Holly was taken back, you know, like, who is this person? Mm. And um, she she asked the question and the lady just said, look, I really need to speak to the lady that's here with the pink hair. So she, she called me to the door and I was like, nobody really around here knows I have pink hair, what's going on? And um, she was a psychic medium who was doing a reading for a lady a few doors down from Holly's place. Just this normal lady, dressed mm. normal. Yeah. We didn't know who she was. She she said, look, I, I'm here to deliver a message. And I sort of, you know, Holly was standing next to me. So I looked at her and I looked at the stranger and I looked back at Holly and I was like, yes. <laughs> and she said, um, I need to tell you that there's this little girl who's saying thank you for the pink hair. And I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. And she said, you have to tell this mum, thank you for the flowers that went on her coffin. They are much better than the pink that she had originally chosen, that she liked the colours that she chose better. And she said, tell her mum, thank you for the book that was put in her coffin. She really liked that book. And not to worry about the bracelet. There's a reason that she couldn't find it and not to worry everything was okay. And I was just, it took me by surprise. I didn't honestly have a clue what she was talking about to start with. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if this is like to do with the pink. I, it was just very confusing. I was just, it was just like a blurt of information and I just had to slowly process it. So how long do you think this lady was there standing there talking to you at the door for? It would have been, oh, no more than six to eight minutes, really. So this lady was a psychic medium who was conducting a reading for somebody else. Is that right? Yes. She um, she said that these people that had paid for her services weren't getting any messages across because this other person was just, let me in, let me in, let me in. I have to say this. I have to say this. I have to say this. And she, at the end, she just said, I have to go. I have to go and give this message because I can't do anything for you until I've delivered this message. 
astounding. And she somehow knew that you had pink hair and exactly where you were as well. Yeah, it was, you know, a, a quiet street, a tree-lined street. So I don't even think she could have seen me get out of the car with my pink hair as I'd, I'd been there for a while. It sounded like this this medium had just turned up and was trying to set up some sort of connection and it just wasn't allowed. So she didn't see me get out of the car with my pink hair. She didn't know who my friend was and we were inside having a coffee. So this is a regular thing for her to have clients come and she'll conduct the reading in her home? Was it that sort of situation? No, she actually went to the client's houses. Ah. Did you write all of this down? No, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to write it down. We just looked at each other for a long time and just went, oh, my God. At what point do you think it began to dawn on you that perhaps this was the spirit of the the baby who'd sadly passed wanting to get a message through to her mum? Holly lived two hours away from me and my daughter, when we got in the car to leave to go home, she was asleep. So I had two hours of driving to just sit and think and that's when the question started. Mm-hmm. Why me? How did this lady know things that I didn't even know? Should I tell Jennifer, Danielle's mum? How can a baby so young portray such information in spirit form when they can't, when they're alive? Yes. How could they know? Everyone that's got a baby realises that, yes, they're there, yes, they're aware, but they can't portray what they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they're seeing. And yet this little girl in spirit form recognised everything that happened before and after she passed down to the funeral details and put that in words for the medium to understand. It's truly astonishing. Before we continue to the next part of the story, had anything unusual ever happened to you before? I've had a few um, occurrences, um, mainly around my dad. When I was with my dad, we were sitting in the lounge room once and a big ball of light just slowly drifted in front of our eyes, in front of the TV and out through the wall. Mm. And we sort of looked at each other and went, oh, I wonder what that was. That was weird. Like, did you see that? Yeah, did you see that? And you know, we've talked about it from time to time. We don't know what it is. Okay. And an apparition we saw, he was driving his truck late one night and I was with him beside him and um, a man just – appeared in the middle of the road and just as we were about to hit him, he just looked up at us and disappeared. Both saw that, both felt as soon as we were meant to hit him, we had this immense sadness, this depression that I just started crying for no reason. I just felt so sad and so hopeless and mm. and he he felt the same thing. Okay. So so you'd had a couple of key experiences that were strange and that maybe not many people have shared, but it's not like you were one of these people who've had a lifetime of these experiences. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. So it did strike you as unusual? <laughs> very. <laughs> okay. I was very surprised and very confused. Oh, my goodness. So did you immediately resolve to contact Danielle's mum or was this an idea that took some time to arise? It took time. I didn't straight away think I have to tell her. I sat on it for a while. Um, I tried to figure out how I could reach her. I She didn't know who I was. I didn't know who she was. Um, it, we were in completely different parts of the state and I didn't want to just bombard her with this information. She was a grieving mother. Of course, yeah. 
I didn't want to impose on her grief. Gosh, I didn't want to mm. impose on her personal things that happened that maybe no one else knows about and she doesn't want anyone else to know about. And here I am knowing this information. Yes, because it's highly detailed and highly personal, intimate details. Yeah, it it is. See, it was a it was a closed funeral as well, so it was just herself and her husband. And this you only found out later. So, so yes. Okay. So before you tell us that, tell us how did you get the courage to to finally put that call out to this bereaved mum, Jennifer. As a mother, I. I knew if it was me, I'd have to. I'd want to know whether I sounded crazy or what. I would want to know that my baby was all right. I messaged a few people on Facebook to do with the cause, um, asking how could I get in contact with Jennifer. I didn't say why. I just said I'd really like to get in contact with her, and um, it travelled through a few sort of branches of people, and eventually, I left my number with someone that said that they would get her to ring me if she felt like contacting me. Okay. And did she contact you? She did. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. I was sitting out the front of the shops in my car because it was pretty hot and I had the air conditioner on and I was just after shopping and my phone rang and it was a number that I hadn't seen before so I just answered it and she said, hi, my name's Jennifer. I heard you would like to speak to me. And that's when it started to get real and very scary for me. I I started with saying, um, I don't know if you believe this. I'm not sure how to tell you this, but I have a message that I have to give you. And she was reluctant and sort of intrigued, I suppose, and said, yeah, okay. And I said, I'm embarrassed to say this because I don't want to intrude, but I said, Danielle told me to tell you that she loved the flowers that you picked out for her funeral to go on her casket. She said that the yellow and orange flowers that you picked looked a lot prettier than the pink that you had originally wanted to go on the casket. And she kind of, you could tell she the, the cogs were turning in her brain, mm. you know, like who is this and how does this person know? And she said, where have you seen the casket? I hadn't put it on Facebook. There's no photos of it. And I said, well, a medium told me. And I said, Denny, because I was trying to relay this information as precisely as I could. I didn't want to miss anything. I said, and also, Danielle said that thank you for giving her the book that you used to read to her. And that's when Jennifer started crying. Oh, and I, I was shaking and I was blubbering and it was just I could feel her pain in the way she was crying. Mm. I then said that I knew about the bracelet and she said, how do you know about the bracelet? I said, well, the lady told me to tell you that it's okay that you didn't find the bracelet in time to put on her to go in her casket. And she just said, and I didn't tell anyone except my husband that I bought a bracelet to go on her when she went. Oh, my goodness. But then and she had misplaced it or? Yeah, yeah. yeah she, had, she had misplaced it, oh that is gosh. correct, and didn't find it in time. Wow. So how did you feel delivering this message? 
it was hard. Um, I felt very crazy. But the fact that Jennifer, she acknowledged everything I said and it was all true, which made me feel a lot better. Even though I didn't understand what was being said, what the message actually meant, it meant stuff to Jennifer. She knew what I was talking about. That made me feel better than this lady just going, I've got no idea what you're talking about. You're a crazy lady. Oh, that would have been hard to hear that, yeah. Yeah, this stuff doesn't happen. Why why are you saying all this to me? It wasn't like that. It was it was almost like it was a, a relief for Jennifer, but a very hard relief. Yes. And um, I'd like to mention at this point that you um, were in contact with Jennifer about us doing um, the Ghost Files today and that Jennifer knows that we're doing it. And she, uh, you kindly supplied me with Jennifer's number and I have made contact with her. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to join us on the podcast today, which is a shame, but uh, she was certainly aware that we were talking today. So I just wanted to let the listeners know about that. And and she was very, very happy that I'd come forward with my my story. Oh, that's great. When I contacted her, she said she was just talking about it the other day with one of her friends, actually. So she she hasn't forgotten either. Okay, that's that's really good to know. And uh, Kelly Jo, I know that um, you had suffered a loss of your own, a miscarriage, three months prior to all of this unfolding. Looking back, what role, if any, do you think that played in how these events turned out? Well, it was a hard time, as you can imagine, and I just kept thinking to myself that if someone was given a message to give to me from a loved one, I'd want to know. And at the end of the day, who was I to stop this little girl from trying to talk to her mother and tell her everything is fine? Mm. Yeah, and when when I found out about that, that you'd suffered that loss yourself quite, you know, so recently prior to all of that unfolding, I thought it's almost like your pain and Jennifer's pain sort of in a way gave rise to this happening. It's, um, yeah, it was. it's almost like the message was carried on that. It's um, quite astounding. Uh, it, it wasn't if uh, our pains were completely different, as you can imagine. Oh, of course, yes, of course. But at the time, pain is pain. That's it, And yeah. we were both devastated as parents. Yes. yes. And only parents can understand that kind of pain. Yes. And I, I can imagine, Kelly Jo, that this impacted your life very profoundly. Please tell us about where this has led you. I am now a very proud member of a paranormal investigation group. It's called Coffs Coast Paranormal. Okay. You can find us on Facebook or there's a website. I just, I need answers. There's just too many things in the universe that don't make sense. And I want to know what happens. I want to know where we go. I want to know, I want to know everything. And unfortunately, I'll never find out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is part of the mystery of being human, but perhaps your work with the paranormal investigation team has led you to to some answers or not? Um, I I certainly know that there is, you don't just pass and you don't just disappear. There is energies and there is love left behind and there is sadness left behind and those energies just don't fade to, to nothing. There, there is something there. We just aren't able to access it right now. Yes. And so what do you think is next for you and your team, Coffs Coast Paranormal? Hopefully more 
private home investigations, helping people that are at a loss with what to do. Um, we go to an amazing place in Sydney that has a lot of history and I just will keep continuing to go there and keep helping local people that need help and have nowhere else to turn. Well, I think that's wonderful, Kelly Jo, and um, I thank you so much for sharing that extraordinary story with us today. It's, um, it's a heart-expanding story, that's for sure. It, it's still, even to this day, hard to comprehend. It, it really is. And to finish, Kelly Jo, uh, what can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? That even though things and people are gone, they're not, they're not gone. They still live on. Thank you so much. That's just wonderful. It's been um, a delight to have you with us today, Kelly Jo. All the very best with your investigations. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for opening up The Ghost Files with us. I'm Karina Machado and we'll be back next week with more True Life Tales of Spooky Encounters. So please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others just like you to find the podcast. In the meantime, you can check out my other podcast about mysteries and marvels, Spirit Sisters, based on my best-selling book. Thanks again and we'll catch you next time for more Goosebumps. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.